it's time for Ultimate Bass, your all-bass fishing radio show. For the next hour, Ultimate Bass will take you fishing across the country and across the street in pursuit of America's favorite game fish. Ultimate Bass puts you in the boat with the world's best bass anglers and tournament pros, bringing you the latest in tackle, techniques, technology, and just plain talk. And now, here's the host of Ultimate Bass, tournament pro Kent Brown. All right, it is uh, week three of the world's longest cold. Uh, it's better. It's better. We're, uh, we're on the road to recovery, uh, with everything, but, uh, but our voice is kind of, kind of taking its time getting back. So, uh, you guys will just have to bear with me one more week. I'm sure by next week we'll be back to 100%. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy I got it out of the way. Going to, uh, going to, going to have it done before the ISE show this year. So, uh, so that'll be good. Maybe even done before Christmas. So, uh, who knows? Yeah, it is, uh, it is, it's a hanger honor. Let me tell you what, it's, uh, it's holding on and, uh, and you know, this, uh, this crazy weather, I'm sure is, uh, is helping us. Woo! It was a cold snap. Um, you know what, guys? We had, uh, record breaking highs a week ago and, uh, record breaking lows this week. So, um, pretty, uh, pretty crazy weather and really across the country with this crazy weather, not just here in Northern California. Definitely played uh, a big effect here uh, where we're at. I just want to, uh, you know, a lot of you guys are still sucking it up, going fishing, man. I know you're headed to Orville and uh, Berryessa. There's several events going on, and I know that just makes Sep driving in this morning go, oh, them guys are crazy. But uh, especially Lake Orville, that uh, it's going to be right on uh, right on the border, I'm sure, of uh, of some white stuff. So uh, be careful and uh, and uh, watch yourself up there for a lot of things, including uh, hypothermia, guys. If uh, you know, you start feeling it. Um, don't uh, don't be bulletproof, but um, be uh, be aware of it. Tomorrow is the day to watch. We're going to have uh, about the lowest low of the week tomorrow. They're talking about somewhere you know Sacramento area, 25, 26 degrees. What that does, you know, for you guys that are going to sneak away and go to uh, you know pick a lake. Bullard's Bar, especially. Um, you're going to run down to Comanche. You're going to run uh, up to Berryessa. You guys really got to watch black ice. And it seems like all the time, this time of year, we'll hear about um, anglers that are, uh, you know, involved in an accident. Um, never saw it, never felt it. Just all of a sudden, they're off the road in tow going around the corner. So um, you got to watch those places that don't see sunlight and even on into the morning. So if you're going fishing uh, tomorrow, sleep in a little bit and, uh, you know, give that sun a little bit of an opportunity to uh, get up and uh, at least maybe warm up the road enough to uh, eliminate some of the black ice issues. You know, guys, we're not faced with it very often. Uh, we hear Sep and Maryland every year uh, with their friends going to Eagle Lake or going to Tahoe or going up to different places. When they get into this time of year talking about, you know, courtesy of what to do on the launch ramp when it's, uh, you know, down below the 30s and uh, and freezing. And, you know, we don't ever realize it uh, as bass fishermen. We, you know, we go to the Delta and Clear Lake and, you know, heck, Folsom, wherever. And uh, we dump our boats in the water and let them float off and, uh, you know, see how fast we can get to the top of the launch ramp. And that's not what you want to do. You want to uh, pull up. Um, you know, where your trailer is out of the water, but just as soon as it clears the water, you need to stop and let that water drain off that trailer. Um, you don't want to take a, uh, a big wash of water up the launch ramp because, uh, in a matter of minutes, that wash of water is going to freeze on the ramp, uh, and it's going to cause problems for the next guy, the next guy, the next guy. And, uh, as well, if you're backing in, uh, you know, don't back too fast, back slow. And, uh, if your tow vehicle, uh, like my Tundra has four wheel drive, doesn't hurt to, uh, to drop them into four wheel drive high. It just stops, um, some of the sliding as you're turning around on the ramp and doing some of the things. So it just, guys, things we have to watch, um, that we don't normally think of. Um, now we have to. So, uh, we want to, uh, make sure that we, uh, keep an eye on that. And with this cold snap, uh, I can only think of one thing. Man, I wish I was throwing a jig somewhere. And, uh, we're at, uh, stage two. Stage two is kind of what it sounds like with my voice, but we're at stage two. Stage two means we're almost to stage three. But they got snowed out in a big blizzard back in Flippin', Arkansas. But my boat, 
my new 2014 uh, TRX-21 Triton is uh, almost to stage three. It's still in two pieces. You know, it's still a hull and a top cap. Sometime probably around Tuesday or Wednesday, it's going to be uh, put into one piece. So uh, that's a good thing. That means it's uh, it's headed in the right direction. So we should have it uh, shipped out here to our friends Gone Fish and Marine here Um I'm hoping before Christmas. That's what we're that's what we're looking at. It looks like it's going to be done uh, about the 13th or 14th, and we've just got our fingers crossed that we're going to see it uh, see it land here in uh, here in Northern California, somewhere around the uh, yeah, just before the holidays. Anyway, so uh, kind of hoping to uh, kind of hoping to see it, get it out here, and uh, get it on the water maybe sometime between Christmas and New Year's, and have it around for the ISE show. Speaking of the ISE show, guys. Um, Really had a cool opportunity this year with um, several of our guys that are, one, available in their schedule, and two, going to the uh, Bassmasters Classic Lake Gunnersville in February to uh, have four of our guys at the ISC show in Sacramento. We're going to bring the round table. You know, we didn't have it last year because, uh, well, we had Skeet. But uh, Skeet is not going to make it. He will not be at uh, the ISE show. But the cool part is, is we were able to lock in four of the Bassmasters Classic qualifiers. Guys going to Lake Gunnersville this year to fish in the Classic. And we are doing our Classic Bound Ultimate Bass Radio WesternBass.com uh, roundtable. It's going to be a blast. Uh, those four guys. Murdoch, uh, Western legend guys. John Murray is going to be hanging out with us. Um, as well as Ish Monroe, you know, Ish qualifying for both the uh, FLW and the uh, Bassmaster Elite Series Championships, the Classic and the Force Wood Cup. Um, Chris Zaldane, our highest finishing, um, and, you know, I know we still claim Aaron, our highest finishing guy from California. Um, Chris, my screens all went black in here. My highest finishing guy from California, uh, Chris Zaldane, our eighth place qualifier this year, the Bassmaster Elite Series, as well as uh, for the first time ever to get him into California to show from uh, from the great state of Idaho. We're going to have our old buddy Brandon Palinick, BP, is going to be hanging out with us down here as well. So uh, that's going to be our round, type, round table. You get to ask the questions, talk to the guys, and uh, see what's going on. They will, uh, they'll have a good time for, uh, for that round table. Really tickled with the lineup that we have coming to the ISC show. You guys can see the complete Ultimate Bass Radio Aquarium Demonstration Tank schedule uh, on the pages of... Um, <clears throat> sportsexpos.com uh, I had to think there for a minute and that's pretty bad uh, sportsexpos.com and it's all there for uh, the Sacramento show but uh, gosh I mean we've got uh, you name them they're going to be here hanging out with us uh, a lot of our regional guys a lot of our guys that fish around here that um, you kind of come to expect at the show so you can hang out with them and learn what's new you know Gary Dobbins is going to be there a couple of days. Bobby Barrick's going to be there a couple of days hanging out with us, as well as, um, you know, just going down the list. Andy Kachia is going to be hanging out with us. Jason Barofka, we're going to give Barofka uh, a chance at the demo tank. He's never been on the tank, um, so it's going to be kind of cool to uh, give Jason a swing at uh, climbing up on the tank. Kenny Ma is going to be hanging out with us for a couple of days on the aquarium demonstration tank. Greg Gutierrez will be down for a day. Jimmy Reese is coming down from Clear Lake to talk for a day. Jeff Michaels, the two time Everstart Series Forest, uh, Forest Wood Cup qualifier and two-time Everstart Series Angler of the Year will be hanging out with us as well. Gosh, I'm running down the list. Butch Brown, man. How cool is it that we're going to have Butch there for the weekend to talk trophy bass fishing, um, talk the big swim baits, and just kind of hang out and uh, give you guys a chance to pick Butch's brain. This guy is uh, this guy is the real deal, man. You, uh, you will see some videos upcoming and some of the stuff Butch has done that is uh, pretty impressive. So um, we're looking, uh, looking really forward. John Murray, as I told you, will be there. Cody Meyer is going to be at the show every day. I think we have Cody on the tank three times. Um, Alan Fong is going to be on the tank. Talking Stripers, he's our only deviation from bass fishing. We do let him jump in with us. And uh, we're going to have Bub Tosh up for a couple days as well. So, real excited, guys. We've got a great lineup. Tell your friends, mark your calendar. January 9th through the 12th is uh, when we're going to be there, and uh, it's going to be fun. Hey, we did catch up with our old buddy Murdoch, John Murray, and we are going to go in-depth talking jig fishing with probably one of the best jig fishermen around, one of the best that uh, that the West has ever kicked out for sure. But uh, we're going to be talking jig fishing with uh, John Murray, and uh, you guys are going to want to take notes. You guys are going to want to definitely know when this show uh, hits our archives later today and let your friends know about it. 
This is a cool interview. John goes in-depth and really gets into uh, what has made him a very successful jig fisherman throughout his career. So uh, pretty cool interview. I was really excited once we uh, were able to um, knock that one out of the ballpark. It was kind of fun to uh, to do that. We're going to be talking to Rod Lee. He's going to be checking in with our friends uh, down at High's Tackle Box and uh, give us a few Christmas ideas for, uh, for the bass fishermen, maybe some of the things you guys haven't thought about. So uh, the Murray interview, it's two parts. You guys are going to be hearing that. And then we're going to go as far away as we can, I guess, Lake Okeechobee, southern Florida, the Bassmaster Wild Card. Uh, they're wrapping it up the final day, one more day, to find out who is going to take the last wild card spot to the Bassmasters Classic. Checking in with us from BassFirst.com, our buddy Joel Shangle. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we go very far, though, guys, Man, anytime it gets cold, we gotta we gotta check in. Uh, you know what? We want to find out what's going on with our uh, with our with our our lake and how fishing is. We also want to find out what's going on. We don't want a big shad die off, so we're hoping we're hoping it's not that cold. We're gonna be going to Clear Lake when we get back from this break. Hanging out with our buddy from Clear Lake Guide Service, Ross England. Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. Lowrance is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new HDS Gen 2 Touch and Elite 7 HDI sonar and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. Light years ahead of the competition. Lowrance offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need, from entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. Lowrance offers exciting add-ons for the HDS family of products, like Structure Skin for great bottom viewing, Stay in touch with Sonic Hub and the new go-free Wi-Fi module that allows you to view your GPS mapping and fish finder on your smartphone or tablet. With over 46 years manufacturing experience, Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Gen 2 Touch and the entire line of Lowrance Marine Electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. I am a heroic boater, a woman who can do almost anything. I can bait your hook with things too slimy, slippery, or gross to touch. I can reassemble an outboard motor in 18 seconds flat, but I can't let you on the water without a life jacket. Because I'm a hero, and keeping you safe is what floats my boat. Be a hero. Rate your boating safety smarts at BoatCalifornia.com. If it's your boat, it's your responsibility. A message from the Department of Boating and Waterways. Hey, are you looking for hard-to-find baits? Hard baits, soft baits, rods, reels, terminal tackle, no matter what you're looking for. Our friends at High's Tackle Box has it. Our, our friends down there have been your saltwater headquarters for years, and they want you to know they have everything you need to go bass fishing. Whether you're looking for, you know, tungsten weights, you're looking for uh, swim baits, you're looking for hard baits, or that uh, great soft plastic, they have it all. High's Tackle Box 40, Chestnut Avenue in South San Francisco. Sure, you can always order it online at highestackleboxshop.com. But uh, they invite you to stop by and visit their store. Highest Tackle Box, South San Francisco, your Bay Area bass fishing headquarters. Hi, I'm your friendly marine dealer with a question. Got outboard problems? If you're thinking back to last summer and nodding, then get rid of that old outboard and replace it with a new, sleek silver Honda. Honda makes outboards from 2 to 225 horsepower, and all of them are rock solid when it comes to reliability. They're incredibly quiet, powerful, fuel efficient, which is always important these days, and they offer more charging capacity for all of your electronics. Plus, Honda backs their outboards with a factory direct, non-declining five-year warranty. Non-declining means the coverage is the same on the last day as it is on the first. Now that's real coverage. Honda outboards also have lots of exclusive technology like VTEC and Blast you just won't find anywhere else. To learn more, go to hondamarine.com or come in and see us. Stop by your local Honda Marine dealer and check out the new BF250, the incredible award-winning 250 horsepower outboard from Honda Marine. It's time for our weekly Clear Lake Doc Talk Report. Brought to you exclusively by Canocti Vista Casino. Just two hours from Sacramento or San Francisco. Canocti Vista Casino is your Clear Lake fishing headquarters. With the largest marina on the lake, 90 powered boat slips, 80 hotel rooms overlooking the lake, affordable bass angler rates all year, free launch ramp, wireless internet, and for you RV owners, there's a 74-space park right next to the casino. Launch your boat, put it in a free powered slip, and enjoy the 
night action in the casino, offering the newest in slots and table games and the steakhouse and bar. And now it's time for Doc Talk. Hey, guys, it is time for Doc Talk, and we're going to uh, head straight up to Clear Lake and find out what's going on with all this cold weather. Joining us from Clear Lake Guide Service, our buddy Ross England. Good morning, Ross. Good morning, my good man. <clears throat> You're sounding a little froggy this morning. Hey, nothing wrong with your phone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with your phone. It, uh, it's working just fine. Hey, this is week three of it, buddy. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually damn near normal. No, oh, well, that's that's encouraging. You know, when you got kids, that's uh, they're always bringing something home, aren't they? Well, you know what? No, I think I got this just before I got to Bassathon. And the bad part, you know, is my daughter sings, and they've got a big video shoot today that they're doing. Yeah, she started coming down with it about Tuesday. Oh, bummer. Did not make me the most popular guy in the house, let me tell you. Buddy. Yeah, I can imagine. Ooh, it was bad. It's well, the good bad. news is it's a little bit warmer here this morning, believe it or not. It's only 30 on the front porch, which is an improvement of about 15 degrees over the last two mornings. Is that right? It has been that cold. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, first time I've had my pipes freeze. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I was like, oh, man, this is great. Well, you know, we were all excited last fall when we started hearing that there was some shad minnows coming back, and we were seeing some shad minnows. This is the last thing we need um, for that for those shad minnows is a, is a big freeze. Yeah, the, you know, the good news is at least when – and I'm kind of looking at the weather, obviously, for the next week or so, and it, it, it actually is warming up again next week right but uh you know we this thing hit and we had water temperatures that were as high as about 55 and 56 degrees before you know this week so so we the, all those yeah, warm like, days all those warm days kind of helped us with this oh big time big yeah. time and I, I have not seen anything yet uh water temperature still holding between about 48 and 52 so oh wow that's good you know as long as we don't dip down in the 42, 43 range, I think we're going to be good. It was encouraging to, to have the reports and actually see some shad in different parts around the lake this Absolutely, year. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, they kind of went invisible for about, and we know they're cyclic, and we know that, you know, that, that they do this and, and that we've seen them do it before. But, man, when there's shad minnows in that lake, fishing is usually a lot better. It's a world of difference. But I'll tell you what, Kent, these fish have found something to eat. I don't know what it is. You know, I was just looking at some notes yesterday, and we accounted for 234 fish that were five pounds or better this year. And Obviously, the year's not done yet, but right. for all intents and purposes, it is. That's, I don't know a whole lot of fisheries that you can, you know, find that quality of fish in. No, no. Um, are most of the guys up there fishing now, Ross, just, uh, just you know, doing the minnow thing? But, you know what? Believe it or not. Um, we're still catching some crankbait fish. Oh, good. And some of them are pretty darn shallow still. You know, that's, that's the funny thing about this lake. During the winter, you can find deep fish and you can find shallow fish. And, you know, good luck finding something in between. But usually, right. if you're doing one of the two, you're in good shape. And it's not like you're going to go out and catch 20 fish in a day. But, you know, if you go out and work hard, just throwing some shallow running crankbaits, uh, mainly down in the mid-lake area, um, Horseshoe Bend, down around into the top end, the rattlesnake uh, arm and the red bed arm. Mm-hmm. If you work hard, just put the trolling motor down on 30 and just haul fanny, you know, you're going to catch six, seven, eight fish, and, and most of them are running four to six pounds. I mean, they're just good, solid fish. Well, and I know you fish with Tom Joel, and he doesn't think the trolling motor goes to 30. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a real shock for Jolin. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a worm bite, too. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, no, he's right at home now. No, there always is. You know, if there was a tournament up there tomorrow, the two guys you'd probably have to beat would be uh, Joel and Brazil. You know, I mean, we just it's kind of set your clock by it. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's I, the lake is just incredible what's going on because if there's a tournament going on, somebody's going to have a 30-pound bag. Absolutely. It's just the group of fish that's in the lake. You know, they may not have a 7- or 8-pounder, but they're going to be able to put together five, six-pound fish, and it's pretty much what we've seen all year. Uh, you know, I look to see the same thing happening next year. Yeah, it's going to be a good spring. It's going to be yeah. a good spring. I mean, right now, you know, wintertime is usually a time that uh, we just don't get a lot of fishing pressure up here for obvious reasons. Right. But I'll tell you what, there's not many people fishing, and if you fish hard, you can put together a really good day. No, that's awesome. Well, how can they get up? Catch twenty fish, but you know you're going to catch some really good solid fish. Exactly. How can they get up and uh, get in a boat with you, buddy? All you got to do is call me seven zero seven three four nine one four two seven, or get us at clearlakeguideservice.com. As always, appreciate you this early in the morning, pal. 
Sounds good. You Thanks, got man. it. I'm going to go back to the fire. Not a bad idea. Throw another log on for me, man. You got it, bud. All right. Ross England, Clear Lake Guide Service. Bassmaster Magazine rated Clear Lake as one of the top ten bass lakes in the country. You can enjoy great fishing and stay right on the lake at Canoctai Vista Casino. With everything you need to make your stay enjoyable, all you have to worry about is catching fish. Whether you're fishing a major tournament, club derby, or just a weekend away, make Clear Lake and Canoctai Vista Casino your next bass fishing destination. For information and reservations, check out canoctai-vista-casino.com. And now, back to Ultimate Bass with Ken Brown. Hey, as soon as I saw the cold snap coming this week for Northern California, weather down into the 20s, I couldn't help but think, what a great time to go fishing. Spotted bass are going to be on the bite in all of our lakes. Uh, probably could catch a few at Clear Lake on it as well. And uh, and I just started thinking it was jig time, and we need to pass along some jig fishing tips to you guys. Nobody better to go to than really a legendary angler here in the West, one of the best deep water fishermen uh, to ever come from the West, and, uh, and a guy that really gets in and understands jig fishing. He's headed to his seventh Bassmasters Classic, but not before. We'll have him at the ISE show on the Aquarium Demonstration Tank. So joining us this morning, our old buddy, the... Uh, uh, advanced angler pro our old buddy Murdoch John Murray man it's 25 degrees in Northern California they got to be biting a jig somewhere buddy that that used to be my my slogan man when you get the, the frost on the boat get out the jigs that's when they're gonna bite it well and it's gone from frost to ice so it's probably even better yeah we don't really get ice in Arizona but we get frost once in a while and that's that's the day, day you know you're going to catch jig fish. Well, and, you know, I know you've spent a lot of time fishing the Lake Orvilles, the Shastas, the Don Pedros. Really not a lake, I don't think, in Northern California that you probably haven't uh, won a tournament on in your career. So you do understand these lakes. You do understand spotted bass. But I think one of the things we've got to talk about is deep water fishing. And I think so many anglers are afraid, one, to move off the bank, and two, to start fishing deeper than 40 feet of water and really i know that's a lot of times where you start yeah that's a lot of times a lot of times uh, especially up shasta and, and mcclure and some of those places you start in 40 and go down you know uh actually won a tournament at mcclure in 125 feet so yeah there's there the those lakes really are, are probably the best lakes in the country for catching really deep fish and and what's the, what's what's the biggest mistake, John, that you see or you know that you feel that our you know our, our club guys, our team guys, our backseaters? What's the biggest you know a few of the biggest mistakes they're making with jig fishing? How can we put more fish in the boat? Fish in the jig. Well, the first thing it's just real simple. You know, the drop shot has made catching those spotted bass and a lot of those fish easier. But the problem is you're just not going to win tournaments on them. So to get those bigger fish out of the deep water, a guy's got to pick up a jig and just say, hey, I'm not going to get 25 bites on this today, but I might get six or seven, and then I'll probably, you know, i got a shot at winning at that point. Right. So tournament fishermen really have to look at, you know, the size you're going to get. And, and even the guys out there having fun, you're going to get just a better average fish with that jig over your drop shot. Well, it's really hard for a lot of fishermen because they're, you know, either have a partner in the boat or the guy on the other side of the point keeps reeling them in with that drop shot every time he puts it down. And, yeah, you got your jig out there and, and, uh, and you're not getting too many bites. Yeah, and that's, I think that's the biggest thing you got to fight. And, you know, if you're really in a tournament, yeah, pull that drop shot, get your five, and then put that thing down and, and pick up that jig and just, just soak it for a while. And I think you'll, I think it, the, the, the size fish will just go up hugely at that point. When do you go from casting and working a jig to keeping the jig on the bottom and dragging it with the boat? Usually 30 feet and down. Once I get below 30 feet, I feel like those fish are not affected by me being over them. So I, I, I rarely make a cast more than 15, 20 feet ahead of the boat or, you know, keep it right under the boat or just behind the boat. But anywhere past 30 feet, I, I'm pretty much no more casting for me. How far do you let it get behind the boat? Because I, I know a lot of times an angler doesn't realize it until they hang the jig up. they got to go back 20, 30 yards to get back to where their jig was. They, they, they can't realize how far that jig gets behind them. 
Yeah, and I think that's a good good thing to do. I mean, I, so many times uh, you get a little anxious, especially when it's cold out and all that. You start working that jig too fast and reeling it up and pitching it out all the time. You're missing those fish. So I think uh, you know, leaving it down there, like you said, soak it, let it drift behind the boat, just move the boat slow, and 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 don't do much with it. Lift it, pull it little, but don't you know? Don't jerk it, don't hop it, none of that. And I think that's the real way to catch those deep lethargic, especially the bigger fish. Let's talk to you kids. Mm-hmm. What what's your preference? You know, when I first started fishing, I had a bucket. I mean, that's all I had was a bucket of football heads. They were all about three quarter ounce. And, I mean, I'd put Bobby Garland spider jigs on them all. And, I mean, that's all I fished for the first two or three years of my tournament existence. And so I'm still a football guy. If you give me a good football head uh, anywhere from, you know, three-eighths ounce all the way up to an ounce, um, I'm a happy guy. Just depending on how deep you want to go, how you know, the, the type of fish you're, you're fishing for. Will you – when do you go to the one-ounce jig, John, and and uh, and – do you think that's kind of uh, uh, that jig? Really, a lot of anglers think it's just too heavy. Yeah, I think people sort of overlook it, and I, I've literally seen times when a fish, especially if you're moving it, the one ounce just outproduces everything else. Um, and and I guess it'd be no different than a crankbait. You know, it's just the rate of fall, maybe the amount of muck it's it's moving when it's coming through the bottom. But yeah, I I really like to start heavy. And I'll go lighter if I'm not catching them. But I start right away with the heaviest jig I can get away with. Um, have you? Do you ever fish them more than an ounce? You know, I, I, I've seen them. I haven't fished them. I, a one ounce jig to me feels about right. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to that 14 or 16 pound, uh, you know, Torrey fluorocarbon, and, it, and even an ounce, it really feels heavy with a, you know, that good fluorocarbon. Right. If you get heavier lines, yeah, you could probably go to heavier, but. The one ounce works for me. Well, I know a lot of a lot of anglers we talk to kind of venture away from the one ounce head. Three quarters kind of pushing it. A few guys are starting to discover it. You've been throwing the, the one ounce jig in Arizona since the eighties. Yeah, that was like our our you know the the bait. I grew up like guys throwing dart heads up in California. The one ounce jig in Arizona was the way I grew up fishing, so it was easy for me to go up to Shasta and some of those lakes up there back in the day and throw that one-ounce jig. And it became sort of a cult up there back in the day that when they first started realizing how good it works. So, uh, yeah, it, it's had its, you know, it, it's got its uses in all those lakes. And the one-ounce, for me, the feel, the, the, the amount of water I can cover, that that's where I'll start almost all the time. Weed guard or no weed guard? Um. Depending, you know, you get in those big trees and shafts. So yeah, you're just going to drive yourself crazy if you don't have a weed guard. Um, you get in some of the open areas, you know, you know where you where you get the clear cut. Yeah, then you can go the open hook or trim that weed guard really far down. Um, you know, it, it really, you know, I'm fishing conditions. I, I the deeper I go, the less weed guard I want. I know that. Does the weed guard deflect a strike in deep water? You think? I don't think it deflects it as much as you're just not going to have that extra little oomph on your hook set. I mean, even with fluorocarbon line, good quality rod and reel, it, it you know you're fishing 60 feet of water. You still need all you can get to get that hook in. And so, yeah, I, I I'd like to have the open hook. <laughs> you got a rod preference for 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 you know fishing that deep water? Yeah, I use a seven four lose uh, speed stick, and it's a. Uh, I would consider it medium heavy. Um, it, it has a nice little tip, but it's got some backbone right away. And uh, I'm going to use a six four to one loose reel, something that takes up some line pretty quickly. Right. And uh, I put a big handle on. I want a big handle. I don't want a, one of those little handles on it where you start to reel and you can't get it going. You want to you get that thing moving when you when you get a bite. Does that does that tend to also because usually when you're fishing like that, it's cold. You want that little oh. bigger handle. Yeah, I I. I I think there's nothing worse than going to the handle and your hand slips off because it's a little tiny handle. So no, I want the biggest one I can get. Put a and grab it and have, have some meat there when I go to reel that fish in. All right, let's talk about fishing the jig. You know, forty to seventy feet of water. How hard do you hit the fish? And and also, do you fight the fish fast from that depth, or do you, do you give the fish a little? Uh, do, you, do you let them run a little? 
Well, the, 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 I go right to the real set. So I'll, I'll swing, but I'm reeling the whole time. I'm not really setting the hook. I'm, I'm setting while I'm reeling, and I never stop reeling until that fish turns. So if he turns and goes down a little bit, I'll let him go down. If you're fishing largemouth, you do have to let him go down a little, fight a little, um, that kind of stuff. And Otherwise, anything deeper than 45, you have a real good chance of killing them. So you have to let them fight a little at that point. If you got spotted bass, on the other hand, I, yeah, they're they're pretty resilient. You know, I've caught them 125 feet. They're they're fine. So uh, spotted bass are a little different. They're gonna pull. I mean, they're gonna turn around on you. So you're gonna have to fight those too. But yeah, the the different species are really susceptible. Largemouth is is very tough to keep alive. You know, after 50 feet, unless you fight them a little slow and needle them immediately when you get them in the boat. Put them in the live well. Guys, we're with the Bassmaster Elite Series Pro, John Murray, talking jig fishing. And, uh, John, one of the best at it, without a doubt. And uh, it's cold, man. It's uh, We've got a little cold snap up here. You know, we don't see a lot of 20-degree weather or 20-degree mornings here in uh, here in Northern California especially. And, uh, and definitely a time that uh, we should, you know, start talking about fishing the jig. You know, we talk about, uh, about largemouth. We talk about spotted bass. I think one of the fish in a lot of our reservoirs we leave out are smallmouth. Mouth and probably not a better bait than uh, than a jig for smallies. Same thing. It, it's going to appeal to the bigger smallmouths. They're eating the big crawdads, and so yeah, the jig is going to you know catch those good quality smallmouths if you got them in your water. They'll, they'll definitely bite that jig. We're talking. Uh, let, let's talk color, John. Let's talk a little bit about uh, about jig color. Well, I, I have a pretty basic. I'm, I'm a, one of those old school base, basic fishermen, you know. Like if I'm wearing, using a rubber jig, river to sea, uh, you know, I'm going to use the the browns and the blacks as a, as the main color. Maybe a green pumpkin trailer, maybe a purple trailer, something like that. It's very basic stuff. The one thing that changes is when I go catch smallmouth on jigs, I do tend to really find some chartreuse double tails or something real bright. The smallmouth really like that real bright color over the other fish. But other than that, I don't really vary off green pumpkin, dark brown, black. That That's my color choice. Try to, try to stick to the crawdad colors. Yeah, and I think, especially if you're fishing that deep, uh, you're not really dealing with fish seeing the color. They're seeing movement. They're seeing, seeing a shape. That's about it. You know, there was a time we used to uh, uh, take the body off of a, off of a grub or uh, or a plastic worm and and put a you know put a red body on the hook of your jig or a chartreuse body. Um, do you do you ever do that anymore? Do you ever do you ever try to flash that jig up a little bit when the rubber moves? Yeah, and I think uh, it also bulks it up. And I think when you get this cold weather, a, a nice bulky bait is is a good thing. You don't want it streamlined. A lot of times in the summer, I'll really streamline my jigs. But, yeah, just like you say, you take a little chunk of a Chargers uh, plastic worm or something and slide it on that hook, and it just bulks that bait up, gives it a little flash, and definitely uh, a little different look, and I think it, it really helps sometimes uh, in the colder months. Murr, can you hang on through the break? I sure can. Guys, we're going to be back. Bassmaster Elite Series Pro, John Murray. He's talking jigs. He's giving it all away. You guys better be taking some notes. Stick around, guys. I think it's time we do a little pro tip. Now, the Ultimate Bass Pro Tip of the Week, brought to you by Gone Fishing Marine and Nitro Boats. The pros know, whether you're on the tournament trail or out with the family, the last thing you want to worry about is your equipment. Your mercury-powered Nitro and Gone Fishing Marine see to it that you'll get there and back without a second thought. With Nitro's rollback to 1999 prices and top 100 dealer Gone Fishing Marine at your back, you'll get better bang for the buck than anyone else on the water. Now, here's your Pro Tip of the Week. Hey guys, it is your pro tip of the week, and uh, the one thing we wanted to remind you guys is, uh, you know, you do not want to go fishing, leave your boat parked outside, even at the hotel room or campsite or wherever you might be, or even if you leave your boat parked along the side of the house, and uh, leave that water in your gear case. You know, you should be draining it anyway because of the quagga mussels, but uh, you have to drain it. You have to definitely lower that motor down and let all the water drain out of the motor. With the new Optimax motors uh, from Mercury, the new uh, the uh, the low water pickups will also drain a little bit longer. So they'll not only drain when the motor is trimmed all the way down, they'll drain when the motor's trimmed all the way up as well. So make sure you get all of that water out. The smallest amount of water in your gear case freezes pretty fast, and you don't want that to happen. The other thing that you got to keep in mind, if you're fishing one day, maybe going to fish the next, um, 
Keep that bow hooked all the way until you get the boat in the water because the carpet, the bunks on your carpet will freeze between your boat and the wood. And uh, once you get frozen carpet bunks, you have ice skates, and away you go. So uh, this cold weather, you guys got to really watch it. Drain all the water out of your gear cases and uh, make sure that you keep that bow hooked all the way until you get down to the water, or you'll be calling Mark Gone Fishing Marine for a little glass work and a new lower unit. That's your pro your tip Your pro tip this week comes from Marine Industry Certified Dealer Gone Fishing Marine, featuring the full line of mercury-powered nitro and bass tracker boats. From the Aluminum Pro 16 to the Bassmaster winning Z9, they have the right boat for your budget. With Gone Fishing's huge selection of the latest baits, rods, and reels, cutting-edge electronics, and a Mercury Premier Service Department at the ready, you get more time on the water and more fish in the boat. Visit them off I-80 in Dixon or online at gfmarine.com. Gone Fishing Marine, Mercury Outfit and Nitro Boats, tournament tested, professionally proven. Hi everyone, Kent Brown from Ultimate Bass. I want to introduce you to an accessory that I have on my bass boat that everyone needs. The Moto Stop Motor Support is designed for two and four stroke outboards so made by Mercury, Yamaha, Chloe. and Honda. The Moto Stop is made from 6061 aluminum and the bushings and pads are a durable polyurethane. The Moto Stop slides over the trim rods of your motor and secures it in place while towing. Old-style motor supports damage your gear case and connect your outboard directly to your trailer, causing unnecessary jarring and wear. The MotoStop eliminates this completely. Available at leading boat dealers and online at moto-stops.com. Add the MotoStop motor support to your bass boat's outboard and never look back. I am an angler, a hero and defender of the sacred angling way of life. I outfit my crew with enough gear, tackle, and neon marshmallows to track down the most delicious water-based life forms. And I make sure everyone on my boat wears a life jacket. That's the rule on my craft. Put on the life jacket or hit the pavement, which in this case is made of water. Be a hero. Rate your boating safety smarts at BoatCalifornia.com. If it's your boat, it's your responsibility. A message from the Department of Boating and Waterways. Looking to increase your bass fishing knowledge and keep up to date with everything going on in the bass fishing world? Then WesternBass.com is your online source that will keep you in the middle of the fishing action, not just a forum. WesternBass.com offers an online magazine complete with fish catching tips in every article, video, photos, and special prices from advertisers every week. WesternBass.com hosts a free class classified section to help you move that boat or extra tackle or find a fishing treasure. Tournament pages that notify you of upcoming tournaments and recent results. You may already be a fan of westernbass.com and we invite you to explore all the links. We are sure you'll find some great bass fishing information you may have been missing. westernbass.com, the largest bass fishing website in the west. Hey, with additional money on the line, Toyota bonus bucks, a 5.7 V8, why would you tow your boat to the lake with anything? What a Toyota Tundra. Do what I did and go see our friends at Thompson's Toyota in Placerville, 140 Forney Road, and get set up. They're in the heart of four-wheel drive country. They understand your needs in a truck, whether you're towing a bass boat, you're towing a trailer, off-road, four-wheel driving. They've got it all for you. Thompson's Toyota, they have Tundras, Tacomas, Sequoias, and a great line of commute vehicles as well. Hey, there's no reason to shop anywhere else than Thompson's Toyota. Stop by and visit my friend Jeff Thompson at Thompson's Toyota and let him set you up with the same truck I pull my boat with. Thompson's Toyota in Placerville or check him out online at thompsonstoyota.com. And now, back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. Hey, we're back. Bassmaster, E-League Series Pro, John Murray from Phoenix, Arizona, and we're talking jigs. And there's nobody better. A guy that has uh, really kind of grown up under uh, under some of the best jig fishermen uh, that bass fishing's ever seen. You were kind of raised by, uh, by a group of guys that were probably the best jig fishermen we've ever had. Yeah, you know, my, my main mentor was a guy named Art Price. He actually came from Comanche up there in Northern Cal. Absolutely. Uh, that was his home lake. And he came down here to Arizona, and he brought jig fishing down here to Arizona. They used to use the vinyl jigs with the super float trailer split. And, I mean, they, they used to kill them down here in Arizona. He's the guy that sort of taught me jig fishing and told me a lot of the tricks that really make a good jig fisherman. And I think that's 
that's the thing. There's a lot more to it than just tying one on and chunking it out on the lake. Well, and at Comanche, um, at Comanche, it didn't matter what color jig you threw as long as it was purple. That was the big color there. That and was it, the it, deal. It, and it translated down the lakes Mojave and a lot of the lakes down here. Those guys brought it down here to Arizona and, and showed how good a purple was. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think that's a color most people think you know, would be, but yeah, if you have Western Lakes, purple's going to work in a lot of them. Well, it's still a color that I uh, I go to, I seem to go to when it gets uh, really, really, really cold. John, I don't want to date either one of us uh, as far as how long we've been playing the game, but um, what about pork? I would have never left the dock in the wintertime without my pork box in the old days, and I just don't... Uh, you know, I don't see it in the stores much, and I surely don't see it tied on the end of rods very often. Well, I, I'm with you, Ken. I'm fishing a tournament tomorrow morning down here in Arizona, and I got my my purple super pork ready to go. I got it. You know, I got old school jars of it. Yeah. That I use basically from December to February, and that's it. I don't use it the rest of the year. I don't take it back east. But man, it, it sure works uh, when it's cold out. And, and uh, uh, is that something that a lot of fishermen miss the boat on? And, and, and are they, is there a substitute by using a plastic pork trailer that, you know, looks similar to our old pork? You know, I, I use a plastic pork-looking trailer a lot in the warmer months, you know, up to about November. But once it gets that December and that really cold starts in, I, I just like the pork. I like it sitting down there. I like them, to me, marinating down there in the juice. I, I just really give a lot more confidence when I got a pork jig on. Well, if a guy could make us a few jars of uh, the old purple super pork and the old brown super pork that we can't get anymore, you and I'd probably buy a, you know, FFA project pig and have the whole thing made in pork rind. Yeah, just the whole thing, straight up. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's hard to find, man. The, the the average fisherman has a real hard time finding pork. You see it still, you know, in a few of our stores, but finding pork's not easy. And you can use Uncle Josh. Uncle Josh has cut tons of tons of tons of fish on pork. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm partially. You know, I, I guess I was raised on super pork. The, the way it flows, the way it looks. Um, but you know, I've caught them on Uncle Josh too. Oh, I know, absolutely. And, you know, it allows you to vary up the size of your trailer a little bit um, as well. And, and uh, you know, I think that's maybe somewhere our new fishermen are probably missing a little bit is by not going to uh, to the pork trailers, you know. I mean, that's kind of one of the things that I know we both uh, both grew up on. You know, another thing, John, is, is for years, you know, being around Bobby Garland, we fished a lot of shad-colored double-tail jigs, uh, you know, clear sparkle, smoke sparkle, smoke. And I don't see the anglers doing that anymore. We we really tend to fish a whole lot of, you know, darker crawdad colors. Uh, and I know myself personally, I don't pick up the smoke jig like I did, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. No, the two colors that I, I lived on when I used to start was a, was a smoke sparkle and then a, a pumpkin, a, a orange, bright orange pumpkin was just right. those were the two colors, all I needed. And I... You know, I rarely have those tied on anymore. You you wonder, if, you know, why why it changes, but there's so many other colors, so many other options. I guess maybe you sort of branch out, but those are two colors that I, I will go back to once in a while. Well, and one of my favorite jigs, you know, like you were talking in the old days in the winter was a, was a, was a smoke sparkle garland spider jig and a clear sparkle double tail. So it gave a little contrast, broke the jig up a little bit, but was still uh, uh, was one of the first jigs I'd go to. Yeah, and I, I know I have some of those old garlands around my house, and I, I, I dig them out once in a while and, and, and use them in confident situations. I mean, the, the, the skirt was very lopsided. There was not any regularity to a spider skirt, so it, it was a lot different looking than maybe a Yamamoto or something that's very clean cut. And I think that, you know, to me, I had a lot of confidence with that look, and, I, and it's something that, you know, whether the fish really care or they don't, I, I have a lot of confidence in it. Well, in a little bit shallower water, you know, a lot of us are a big fan of fishing a tube, which is really a scaled-down jig. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I remember Bobby Garland doing on a jig for years was a spider skirt and a, and a tube, a, a gets it. And uh, he called it a creature bait, and it was, a, it was an incredible jig for, uh, you know, less than, say, 30 feet of water, 30 feet or less. Yeah, tremendous flipping tool. I mean, I've used that at Lake Mead for years, and, uh, yeah, it's just the same thing. Different look, a little lopsided, a little little wild, but it definitely worked. 
Well, what about the advice to, you know, our guys that are going out there trying to gain some confidence in jig fishing, uh, but that drop shot rod keeps calling their name from the rod locker. Uh, man, give them some tips. What are the, what are, what What's the best thing to do besides maybe just leave the drop shot rod at home? Well, the number one thing is I, I think a lot of guys are tend to sit in 30, 40, 50 feet of water and cast towards the bank. And I like to do the opposite. I like to sit in 20, 30, 40, 20, 30 feet of water and cast out deep and work the bait uphill. It's just going to allow you that much more contact. It's going to allow you to feel that much better. And that's really the way the crawdads are moving. They're moving up these lakes. These lakes start getting real water. The crawdads are coming uphill. Right. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. So I, I, that's my number one tip when I tell a guy to go fish a deep jig. Sit shallow, throw it out, and work it uphill. You're going to lose a few more, but you're going to catch a lot more fish, I think, than, you'll, than you really realize working it the other way. A good day of jig fishing. You're going to throw it from start to finish. How many football heads are you going to lose? You know, probably uh, you know on a normal lake, probably no more than, than five or six. Um, you know, some of the really nasty lakes, I've lost 10, 20 in a day, but uh, it's worth it. Um, but, yeah, normally you can shake them off pretty good. If you get there, if you're field down with your good rod, a good sensitive fluorocarbon line, you can really feel it coming up into something that you got to work it through. So, I mean, that's the key. Don't just, you know, once you get that feel down, you'll know the difference between a, a soft-biting bass and then you know, pulling into a stick or something. Exactly. Guys, we're hanging out with Murdoch, John Murray, talking jig fishing. John, you're going to be with us, the International Sportsman's Expo, January 9th through the 12th, and uh, one of the four guys we've built in our classic bound roundtable on Saturday, and uh, we're fortunate to have four of you that are all headed to Lake Gunnersville, the Bassmasters Classic, your seventh classic uh, in February, and we're real excited to uh, kind of introduce everybody and, and uh, pay a little tribute to you guys headed to the classic you, Brandon Palinick, Chris Zaldane, and Ish Monroe, all going to be in our roundtable seminar. Um, that's going to be Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. Gone Fishing Marine's line of Triton boats offers the most advanced design, ride, performance, and safety features in the industry. New for 2013, Triton's full XS line. Super versatile bass boats built to fish tough, but priced for the weekend warrior. But buying is just the beginning. When you're part of Gone Fishing's Triton family, you're in Triton Gold contingency money and qualify for special rebate and discount program. There's money everywhere. It's up to you to cash in. Gone Fishing's expert rigging department is ready to customize your dream bass boat. They stock the latest products know exactly what to recommend and how to install to optimize your angling experience. Off I-80 and Dixon, Gone Fishing Marine, Triton Boats and Mercury Outboards bring you Ultimate Bass University, the third Tuesday of every month. For more info, go to gfmarine.com. If you're wondering where to find the most exciting advancements in real technology, look no further than Okuma Fishing Tackle. I'm talking about the super light Helios Komodo Baitcasting Reels. A dollar for dollar standalone against all others. On the water, nothing moves faster than the Okuma Trio high-speed spinning reel. With a 6.2 to 1 gear retrieve, it moves fast and dissects prime water with speed and efficiency. Trio high-speed spinning reels make success simple. Cover more water, you'll catch more fish. Catch all these reels at your local dealer or online at okumafishing.com. I was in a bass fishing tournament. My boat was going over 70 miles per hour when it malfunctioned. I was thrown out and flopped across the water like a poorly skipped rock. Nine times out of ten, wearing a life jacket will prevent a fatal accident. I know. I'm alive to tell you this story today because I was wearing one. Guess that makes me a hero. Be a hero. Rate your boating safety smarts at BoatCalifornia.com. If it's your boat, it's your responsibility. A message from the Department of Boating and Waterways. Mark your calendar, the International Sportsman's Expo coming January 9th to Cal Expo in Sacramento. See what's new at California's largest sportsman show. Bring your buddies and plan your next adventure. Buy the newest fishing, hunting, and outdoor gear. The ISE features California's largest selection of sport fishing boats and ATVs from the top dealers. Meet with guides and lodges to book adventure trips nearby and around the world. Look for show specials down every aisle. Archers, it's back. Bring your bow to be part of the archery competition. See the completely redesigned tundra 
Highlander, and RAV4 at the Toyota campsite. Bring the family to the weekend youth fair. Free admission for kids under 16. Tickets and discounts online at sportsexpos.com. The Sportsman's Expo, January 9th through 12th at Cal Expo in Sacramento. Catch the big one. Northern California's only sportsman show is the Sacramento ISE, January 9th through 12th. Coupons at Big O Tire Stores, O'Reilly Auto Parts, and Togo Sandwiches. The ISE, coming January 9th to Cal Expo. And now, back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. Hey, guys, we're back. And, you know, this last week they had the uh, big Bassmaster wildcard tournament. Potentially was going to have, uh, I don't know, about 150 fishermen. Wound up with 49 fishermen. But somebody is going to the Bassmasters Classic. And uh, we're going to find out who. We're going all the way back to Lake Okeechobee in Florida from uh from Northern California, uh, about as far away as you can go, and uh, we're going to go hang out with our uh, with our old buddy Joel Shangle live at the tournament. What's going on, Mister Shangle? What's going on, Kent? I, I got to admit, I got a kick out of listening to you talk to uh, to Mister Murray. I had the pleasure to spend some time with him on the road this year, uh, you know, going through the elites and so forth. And uh, it's, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be cheering for him at the classic. It's uh, he's he's a good dude, man. Yeah, he is a great guy. He's a legend here in the West. And you know, I mean, I told the guys, you know, when we started this interview process, uh, just John talking about jigs, you're going to want to take notes. Oh man, I tell you what, it's, it was funny. You, you mentioned uh, you guys were talking about the, kind of some of the old school stuff that people don't use anymore, pork and so forth. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and you know, Murray, of course, uh, you know, coming from, from the school that he came from, it's, uh, it was a great conversation. It was good stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Well, you know, what's going on back there? I guess there's a little Western influence going on at the wild card. It's kind of funny, man. Like he said, we're about as far away as you could get from the Delta. Physically, we really are. But uh, the, the influence of the techniques and so forth that have come out of, of your neck of the woods back in this tournament especially are just profound. I mean, every single guy left. There's 12 guys left. Uh, and as you mentioned, there were only 49 to start out with. But uh, the 12 guys who are here today are here because they're flipping. That's right. all there is to it. I mean, I mean, the vegetation we've got here on Okeechobee would um, – it would make the Delta Rat feel right at home. I mean, it is it is so classic Delta that it's just not even funny. A lot of guys out there are doing stuff that um, that you could you could expect just pretty much any one of the Delta slews. And then the guys who are doing it well are the ones who have a shot to win this thing. Kevin, the name of, of Shea Baker, who's uh who's an Alabaman, uh, using stuff that 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 you uh, you walk into any tackle shop where you're from, and this is what you'll see on the shelves. Right. Right, and he's punching. He's fishing the big weight. Um, is he fishing a punch skirt too? You know, he is not. He he is not. That's one thing that uh, that was sort of disappointing for me. Uh, day two, we saw the fade of some guys who had some very specific California influence. Uh, for instance, uh, Fletcher Shryock, who was good friends with Ishman Rowe and right. Tosh. And as a matter of fact, uh, day one, when he weighed in 20th and changed, he mentioned both Ish and Bub because he had spent some time back in the Delta kind of learning some of the some of the punch techniques from those guys. He was he was using that stuff. Um, the guys who were left, they're almost all they're almost all, you know, southern guys. So, so they're not they're not using specifically the punch skirts and so forth, but they're using stuff that that I you know, I mean, I'll tell you what, guys like Bub and guys like Ish have had their hands all over since day one. Right. Well, you know, and I know Shay is a good friend of uh, Chris Aldane's and Ish's and a bunch of the guys, uh, Brandon Palinick, and he actually works for BASS. So, um, you know, how is that going to work out if he makes the classic? It, well, it's kind of funny because uh, because Shay's uh, day job is he he's the cat who when when you see all those kick ass cool GoPro videos on Bassmaster dot com yeah. on on ESPN he's the guy who's in charge of that I mean I mean he's the guy who's out there wrangling all these GoPros all of a sudden you notice that um, that there are three or four GoPros aboard every single boat out there uh, Shay's the guy who's responsible for for gathering the footage and putting it together so. I'm going to guess that if he qualifies for the classic, you're going to have a different GoPro look. I can tell you that for darn sure. But he's got a chance, dude. I mean, he is. Um, I labeled him as the ultimate dark horse because, I mean, right behind him, you've got guys like uh, Chad Morgan Thaler, and you've got uh, Greg Hackney, you've got uh, you've got Russ Lane, you've got guys who. Uh, I mean, they've made the classic several times before, uh, and he's he's putting on a show. I mean, he's doing really well. He landed all you know. He, he big bag of the tournament. Uh, this lake, of course, is capable of producing fish in the 30-pound range. He's the only guy who's approached 30 so far. Everybody else is who's behind. Nope, I lost you. Where are you, Joel? I don't know. I think they uh, Maryland pressed a button in there or something. They're all scrambling around in there. I lost Joel. I don't know. We can't. Got you back. All right, I lost you for just a minute. We let Seth press the buttons. You know how it is. It's kind of like you having Herzog do it. Oh wait, 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 wait! You got you have Sip Hendrickson running your show. 
Uh, well, no, he's just in there messing up my show. <laughs> you know how that goes, buddy. You know how that I do goes. Indeed, I do. I do. Hey, well, where, where can the folks follow along, Joel, and uh, see all the work that you're doing? Go over to www.bassfirst.com. You'll see morning galleries. You'll see videos. You'll see stories written by uh, my compatriot uh, Dave Landall. Uh, we've got you know we've got kind of a, a complete team coverage here. Um, it's you know the best way to go. Bassfirst.com. Bassfirst.com. You guys will be hearing a lot more about it uh, throughout the year. Next year from the Classic on, Joel's going to be one of the guys live on the ground and uh, uh, bringing us reports. Buddy, as always, got to bail out. You know how it is. We're always out of time. I do indeed. Always up against it. Good talking to you, brother. You bet, buddy. Joel Shangle, guys. Bassfirst.com. Hey, it is Christmas. And before we run this last set of commercials, I'm going to jump on board my old buddy, Roderick Lee, and he's going to give us a couple of quick Christmas ideas from our friends at Highest Tackle Box. Good morning, Rod. Good morning. How are you, Kent? Good morning, everyone. Good, man. Give us, give us in uh, in the shortest amount of time, some of our best ideas for Christmas. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of match this up with some of the techniques that are going on right now that that guys are beginning to kind of prepare for, and in the hot, you know, the best the best things that I would go with this time of year, and, and great gift giving ideas are, you know, number one, the A rig. You know, the A rig's a hot hot technique, and, yep. and the air rig of choice for me is that crazy eight. You know, high tackle custom builds that crazy eight. That's something the guy's got to look at. Um, the other thing that I would do is, you know, do, do some stocking stuffers with some rip baits or with some uh, lipless rattle baits. Obviously, the, the rip baits, you've got the Lucky Craft Dobbin Signature Stacy 90 SS or the Mega Bass Vision. Right. And then, of course, why not throw in a couple topwaters, too, into the stocking, you know, with a Lunker Punker Super Spook? I mean, exactly. Those things are just incredible this time of year. You know, you can spread the gamut between spotted bass fishing and striper fishing. Um, it's all there for you. Um, and if you want to step up and, and really give some a real substantial gift, um, you know, High Tackle Box has got the full line of dialer reels, uh, the new Tatulas they're in, and the Tatula R's, incredible reels. At, at a very, very attractive price point. Well, there you go, guys. Make a list. And as you make a list, make sure you put down HighestTackleBoxShop.com. And, uh, you know, even if it's something that you're just restocking, it's a whole lot better than getting a singing fish on the wall. Rod, as always, buddy, I appreciate your time. And uh, we'll do some more of this uh, for the folks at Highest Tackle Box as we get closer to Christmas. Absolutely. Take care, buddy. Rod Lee from Highest Tackle Box, HighestTackleBoxShop.com. Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. Do you have that old favorite lure in your tackle box that always catches fish? We all do. Chances are that lure is made from one of the many companies at Pradco. With brands like Rebel, Hedden, Bomber, Cordell, Smithwick, Arbogast, Excalibur, Booyah, and Yum, now every lure in your tackle box is a fish catcher. There are many new models and colors, as well as your old favorites, from top waters like the Hedden Super Spook to the Yum brand of soft plastics. The fish catching lures from Pradco are proven tournament winners at affordable prices. You can see the complete line at lurenet.com or visit your favorite tackle store. With Pradco brand baits, you won't need to be lucky. Hey, you looking for a fishing getaway that won't cost a fortune in gas? Party Lake Red. Recreation Area is the place, located 30 miles southeast of Sacramento. Party Lake is one of the most beautiful facilities in the motherlode, and the best thing is it's a fishing lake. No jet skis or wakeboarders make it a quiet fishing getaway. Party Lake owns the state record smallmouth bass, and double-digit largemouth fall victim to swim baits every week. If you're chasing bass, trout, kokanee, catfish, or bluegill, you're sure to hook up at Party Lake. Party stocks thousands of catchable trout each month. A six-lane boat ramp, fish cleaning station, marina, tackle shop, boat rentals, fuel and a well-stocked store as well as newly remodeled coffee shop has everything you need. If your weekend getaway calls for more than just fishing, Jackson Rancheria Casinos just minutes away with top-name entertainment, casino gaming, and five-star hotel accommodations. And your Jackson Rancheria Dreamcatcher card will reward you with VIP treatment, rooms, meals, and more. So the next time you're looking for a weekend getaway that won't break the bank, head out to Pardee Lake Recreation Area and Jackson Rancheria Hotel and Casino and catch a dream. To stop the spread of Kaga mussels, Pardee Lake requires your boat to be clean and dry and will be inspected at the ramp. Hey guys, be careful out there with all of this cold weather, all the cold uh, going on. Make sure that you're wearing your life jacket. You got your kill switches hooked up. Uh, both uh, be careful on the water and on the road.
From spotted bass in lakes to large mouth in the delta, Ultimate Bass will help you catch more fish. With tips and techniques from tournament pros around the world and top bass anglers from all over the West. Coming up next, two more hours of outdoor entertainment with Sepp Hendrickson at California Sportsman. Ultimate Bass is a production of Sepp's Pro Fishing Incorporated. Thanks for listening. When it comes to the newest and finest products in the fishing industry, look no further than Fisherman's Warehouse. All four convenient locations are well stocked with product and fully staffed with knowledgeable employees to help you make the right selection for every type of fishing anywhere in the world. With locations in Sacramento, Manteca, Fresno, and San Jose, Fisherman's Warehouse will solve all your angling needs. Thursday night at all locations is seminar night. Local experts, guides, and regional pros give seminars and present demonstrations, sharing tackle, techniques, locations, and tips to make experienced and novice anglers more knowledgeable and better prepared to hit the water. If you're looking for the latest from Shimano, Fisherman's Warehouse is your Shimano headquarters for Northern California. From Shimano's freshwater spinning and casting reels to deep sea reels designed for saltwater, Fisherman's Warehouse and Shimano have it all, including Shimano's full line of rods for both fresh and saltwater applications. Serving anglers' needs for over 25 years, Fisherman's Warehouse has it all. And if it's new from Shimano, you'll see it first at Fisherman's Warehouse, Sacramento, Manteca, Fresno, and San Jose. And be sure to check out their online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Know the best thing on water? You! With friends and family, finding the perfect fishing hole courtesy of your Honda Outboard. With more four-stroke choices than anyone, plus legendary reliability and fuel economy, you know every trip will be a good one. Sporting the full line of Honda Outboards, plus an award-winning service department, your go-to Honda headquarters is Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. See what they can do for you at gfmarine.com or right off I-80 in Dixon. Gone Fishing Marine and Honda Outboards, never too far from your favorite fishing hole. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. California Sportsman is now on Facebook. Wait, 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 wait. Sep's on Facebook? No way. Check it out and like us on Facebook. And be ready to join the fun. California's top professional guides, the ones heard on the radio show, are providing up-to-date reports and info. Sep's California Sportsman is posting what's new, what's happening, where you should be, photos, videos, and more. No, Sep, you don't use the typewriter to get on Facebook. You use the computer. Plus, watch for easy-to-enter content. California Sportsman. On Facebook, in your computer, on your desk, or on your mobile device. Go to Facebook.com and search for California Sportsman Radio Show.